Hello. Hi. I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. We're out of the holiday season. It's still, it's, we're like, it's New Year's. Well, we're going to enter it's into New Year's the Eve, New Eve. Year. Yeah, that's fair. New All Year's right. Adam, if you will. New Year's Adam. I really like that. Thanks. Uh, it's from the internet. That's uh, fine. Nothing I say is ever original. That's okay. I still love you. Thanks. I love you too. And we love you for listening. Thanks for being here. Whether you're a longtime listener or a new friend or somewhere in the middle, I don't know. You can learn more about the show and follow us and write in and all that good stuff at our website, which is thispodcastdoesntexist.com. Follow us, subscribe, subscribe, do all those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to share with the class, Emma? Uh, if you'd like to play the bingo card, you're more than welcome to do that, too. That's always fun. I know that we haven't played it in a while. Maybe we will next episode. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get into it. Go ahead, babe. I have a hint for you. Oh? Which actually works perfectly with your shirt today. Oh, I'm wearing a Hocus Pocus shirt, you guys. Yeah, it looks like a little tarot card. It's awesome. And the hint is, tis firm. <gasps> tis firm. But not always. Sometimes it's soft. Oh. You're confused, and that's okay. It's a new year. Almost. Almost. So remember to change your sheets, flip your mattress, and crack down on crime. Today, I'm here to tell you about the comfiest crime ring in history, the Mattress Firm Conspiracy. I am so excited. Also, I'm really liking that tagline. <laughs> Change your sheets, flip your mattress, crack down on crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. It's been on our, like, brainstorm list for quite a while. It really has. So yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't visited the brainstorm list in a minute. Needed, needed some inspiration. This is I good. Did. Yeah. And I, I had to delete some of the ones we have done. I was like, oh, that's like not, neither of us have visited I'm it. Like, boop, delete. We, we, each, just, we, we covered that. We each have our own lists anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. Alrighty, so we're going to start with a little bit of background, a little bit of history. Oh, really? You wouldn't, you don't say oh, yeah. there, Shannon's episode. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, time for me to, to channel my inner Keith Habersberger from Aww. his Eat the Menu videos. Adorable. Okay. On July 4th, 1986, Harry Roberts, Paul Stork, and Steve Frederick joined forces to give the people of Houston, Texas, the comfort and support we all so desperately need. Or something like that. I don't know. That's when Mattress Firm was founded, y'all. That's I like it. There you go. According to a piece published in 2021, Mattress Firm has an estimated 3,272 stores across the nation. And according to data startup Thinkum, almost half of those stores are within a one-mile radius of each other. Guys, this is why it's a conspiracy. They're so close. There's no reason. In comparison, Starbucks currently has fewer than 16,000 stores in the U.S., and they offer something that people want slash need every day. Yeah. So I need my coffee fix. Theoretically makes sense that there would be a Starbucks seemingly on every corner. Mattresses? Mm, not maybe so not. Much. I can't remember 
the last time I needed to buy a mattress that wasn't like, oh, like it, you don't replace them all that often. And yeah. the only reason we bought another mattress is because we had another room and yeah. we wanted to have a guest room. I will say the guest room bed, very comfy. I've napped there in the last <laughs> many hours. Shannon, Shannon woke up from a nap about mm, 20 minutes ago, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's Except fine. I was wearing earplugs, which Emma didn't realize. So I woke up to her just like snuggled up on the pillow across from me being like, hello. <laughs> I, I genuinely didn't see that. She had her hood up and everything and the covers over I'm her body. She was a little burrito. And I went, Shannon, Shannon, for a good like minute before I realized, oh, <laughs> earplugs. Earplugs. You're like, she is out. Yeah, um, she's dead. <laughs> And that's on self-care, to take a nap if you need it. Yeah. Um, That's what I say. So the extreme proximity of these store locations has led some people to question the legitimacy of the brand's business endeavors. Rightly so. Yeah. And then uh, I have a little blurb from Know Your Meme, which is a website. All right. (laughs) Quote, on February 17th, 2015... The YouTube channel of Bloomberg Quick Takes posted a video titled, Why Are There So Many Sleepies Mattress Stores? In which they highlighted the large number of Sleepies locations inside Manhattan, New York. You want to guess how many? 300. Whoa. 32. But oh, still. okay. I knew In the three. Ma- on the island of Manhattan. I mean, I, 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 was, I, was, I was rolling high. That's okay. You like to shoot for the stars. I really do. I love that about you. The host went on in the video to give business-centric reasoning for the number of stores. For instance, Sleepies could be using their locations as billboards, whereby having so many of them, they reinforce psychologically to the people of New York that they're the mattress professionals. Over the course of seven years, this video received roughly 44,300 views, unquote. That seems very expensive as a marketing tool. We'll get into it. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about it. But the conspiracy theory, for those of you who are not familiar, we're, really get, we're finally getting to it, is that these mattress locations are being used for money laundering by criminal mm. entities. After all, as Emma pointed out, consumers are advised to replace their mattress only 7 to 10 years. How could such a sparse demand create the need for so many store locations? Also, how many people even go to a mattress store anymore? I feel like the rise of like mattress in a box yeah. brands that are very frequently featured on podcasts would decrease the foot traffic even more. Truly. Like the so the bed that you so enjoyed sleeping on today, yeah. Casper. Yeah. Don't the- give them free promo. I mean, I'm just saying, it, as as box like mattresses go, the fact yeah. that it's like as comfortable as it is, then I'm not gonna go to a, a mattress no. store in order to go and try. What am I gonna? Well, what am I in a '90s rom com? Right. <laughs> well, and also because I feel like some people would make the argument of like, oh, but I like to try stuff out before I commit. It's like, okay. yeah, but they have like a hundred night thing. Yeah, you can. So you genuinely can mail it back. Out. Yeah. I was also going to say if that any if there are any mattress people out there that would like to sponsor the podcast, I probably need a new mattress, so I'm willing to be your guinea pig. Like, <laughs> we'll give you the promo. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll do the like little jingle in the background. Jingle be, jangle. Yeah, it'll be great. Bitches. Yeah, if that's your brand, 
Call us. Yeah, sorry if you just... actually don't call us. We won't pick up the phone. I so won't, like, because we're millennials, <laughs> you can send us an email with the form on our website. Yeah, uh, slide into those DMs, please. To refresh our memories, in case you aren't aware, uh, here's a definition of money laundering from the Loyola University Chicago School of Law blog. Oh, nice. Quote, money laundering is the illegal process of making large amounts of money generated by a criminal activity such as drug trafficking or terrorist funding appear to have come from a legitimate source. Money laundering generally involves three steps. The first step is placement which is putting the dirty money into the legitimate financial system. Then the money is layered, which means the source of the money is concealed through a series of transactions and bookkeeping tricks. Finally, the money is integrated, meaning the now laundered money is withdrawn from the legitimate account and can be used freely. Making it squeaky clean. Clean. Um, miscellaneous fun fact, money laundering was not made illegal in the United States until 1986. Whoa. That is much later than I thought. Yeah. Especially with all of the mob activity that happened in, like, the early 20th century. You know? I guess they had other things to worry about. I guess. Next up, we're going to talk about some acquisitions Mm. that happened. Okay. In the mattress world industry. Some monopolies. Yeah. In 2007, Mattress Firm acquired the mattress retailer Mattress Pro, which operated locations in the southern United States as well as Texas and Nevada. I remember these places. There you go. In September 2014, Mattress Firm announced it would buy The Sleep Train Incorporated for $425 million. Wow. And this betting retailer was founded in 1985 in California and had been growing since 2000, making acquisitions of smaller companies themselves until they got acquired. In February and March of 2017, the sleep train stores were rebranded as Mattress Firm Outlets. Hmm? In 2015 and 16, the brands Mattress Barn, Sleep America, and Sleep Country USA found a similar fate, being absorbed into the Mattress Firm conglomerate of coziness. Cute. (laughs) I'm a hard-hitting reporter. You really are. (laughs) In December 2015, Sleepies was bought out by Mattress Firm and its locations were transformed into the brand. With this purchase, Mattress Firm would come to have over 3,500 stores. It's an an insane amount. So many. Conspiracy theorists claim that this consistent acquisition of these companies is not only due to the cruel reach of capitalism. Reddit Gemini, two eyes at the end, 27, summed it up with this, quote, multiple stores equals more places to shuffle money between and more sources for fake money to appear to come from. Close together equals land is cheap in that area and or they only need to bribe one council if they want to do anything dodgy, and or they can share assets between sites, particularly if they don't do a lot of real business, which requires it. Plus, they might be able to do things like get cheaper land slash rent if they only have to maintain one of the sites in full working order. Mm. For example, if none of the plumbing has to work at one site, as long as the employees can technically access the other close-by site. Rude. Or only one of the sites is used for backroom business storage and the other site's backrooms are used for dot 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 other things, unquote. 
which, you know, wouldn't make sense. If you have two mattress stores, like, across the street from each other, you could just be like, um, employees, go. Yeah, go, go run across the street. You're not allowed to pee anyway. You work in retail, so wait till your 15-minute break and go across the street. Yeah. So when we lived in Rhode Island, there was a place in South County where it was like a bit like Newtown is in Williamsburg, where it's like kind of like built up stores, but they all, it's like nice walking. It's not really like a strip mall. Mm -hmm. It's like nice walking places. There's restaurants, there's coffee shops. And they're right as you go into this whole complex, it's a mattress firm on one side Mm -hmm. and it was a sleepies on the other. And it's still two mattress stores. I cannot confirm which ones. But the fact that they are legitimately across the street from each other Mm -hmm. can confirm this happens. Yeah. Well, and at least, like, when before 2015, when they acquired Sleepies, you could make the argument of, like, oh, competitive. Yeah. Like, I feel like more often than not, if you have, like, a CVS... Across the street, there's a Walgreens. Yeah, that's where I get my... Like, exactly. That's you the, know? the same way I get my prescription. But at least those are two different... Yeah. Corporations. So next up, we're going to talk about how some suspicious, not great things went down in the mattress firm. Suspicious? Suspicious. Suspicious? Yeah. In 2009, mattress firm sued its former in-house vice president of real estate, Gary D. White, along with a Texas-area developer and a flooring company. The retailer accused the trio of padding up to an extra dollar per square foot for every new mattress firm store and remodel job from 2004 until 2008. The total contracts amounted to more than $36 million during the course of the scheme, according to Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm dismissed its claims against the developer and flooring company in late 2009, according to documents. It is unclear if the parties settled. White himself later filed for bankruptcy in Texas, and it's unclear as of when the article was posted if he had settled with Mattress Firm. In August of 2016, CNBC reported that Steinhoff International, a South African company, purchased Mattress Firm. At the time, Mattress Firm operated more than 36,000 stores. Steinhoff International is the second biggest furniture retail company in the world, right after IKEA. Wow. Yeah. That's unexpected. There you go. Um, But in December of 2017, Steinhoff International revealed some, quote, accounting irregularities. I'm sorry, did you hear my eye roll? (laughs) However, it was accounting fraud, not money laundering, that was causing scandal for the corporation, according to Reuters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's how they got Al Capone, so. (laughs) Reuters explained, quote, Steinhoff said investigators found that top management figures entered into fictitious transactions with entities purported to be independent third parties to create the illusion of income used to hide losses at the company's operating units, unquote. So this illusion of income used to hide losses did not appear to indicate anything about money laundering, 
they're fine on that front. Fine. Yeah. The point of money laundering is to funnel an abundance of currency through a safe place Mm -hmm. to obscure the reality of where the funds came from. And according to the reporting, Steinhoff had a lack of money, not an abundance of it. So it was probably not laundering because they didn't. They didn't have anything to to wash. No money to clean. <laughs> they were trying to hide the fact that they didn't have money. On October 5th, 2018, mattress firm filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Whoa. The company planned to break 700 leases by closing 200 unprofitable stores as soon as possible and was considering closing the other 500 stores out of more than the 33,000 it operated at the time. However, just a month later, they emerged from Chapter 11 bankruptcy, to which I wrote, that was easy. I don't. That's I, very quick. Right. Well, and like, I don't know anything about like corporate bankruptcies. Like maybe they like, by closing these leases that were unprofitable, they were able to like move up a level, maybe. you know, like they're still in trouble, but it's not like Chapter Scary. 11. Like, yeah. is it Chapter 10 bankruptcy? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I'll ask Roy's brother. He's <laughs> yeah. a bankruptcy lawyer. Yeah, what up? Actually, he probably, I probably should send this episode to him and be like, hi, <laughs> can you explain can this, you, please? You can just send it in. To We'll read it. It'll be fine. Thanks. On November 30th, 2018, right, so like a month after they've declared bankruptcy, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported on a legal battle between mattress firm and former associates. Included in the story were allegations that all reportedly stemmed from the idea that real estate brokers and property development companies paid mattress firm insiders bribes and kickbacks for artificially inflating rental rates on leases throughout the country. But when asked about that, Mattress Firm could not comment due to ongoing litigation. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Which brings us to our verdict. Mm-hmm. To quote, know your meme. <laughs> there's no real reason to believe this conspiracy is true. At the same time, there's no way someone hasn't set up a mattress store to launder money. It's just too obvious of a choice. At a systemic level... It's extremely unlikely that Mattress Firm or any other mattress chains have done anything like this, unquote. And if we break down the numbers, it apparently isn't that weird. Yay, math? Question mark. Um, Most mattress stores are meant to serve very large populations. And with just over 2,000 mattress stores in the U.S., that's around 143,000 people being served by just one mattress firm. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm still very skeptical. Well, the profit ratio of mattress selling is likely the main reason the chain can afford to acquire and run so many retail locations. Despite being made with pretty cheap materials, mattresses are expensive. Extremely. Up to, there's up to a 50% markup when you buy a mattress in a store. Why? Because capitalism, Emma. That's so dumb. Um, so mattresses, mattresses are expensive, but so are protection plans and bedroom furniture, any, anything else they can add on to that sale. So with just a few big sales per month, these stores can cover their costs pretty easily. Like if your rent yeah. is, you know, X and you're, you know, even if you sell five mattresses, you could be covering the rent. like And still paying your employees. Yeah. 
And Mattress Firm, like many retailers, uses sales techniques like, everything's on sale. Wow, you're spending $2,000 on something that was originally marked as $4,000. Yeah. I think of that as the Kohl's method. Oh, my gosh. Kohl's cash. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So it's shady, but it's not money laundering. Hmm. I have a statement for Mattress Firm. On the conspiracy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or, like, as to why you might see multiple stores. Oh, I see. So they're not addressing it directly? Uh, Kind of. They they know about it. They're being sneaky. Oh, they know about it. Just wait. All right. So here's a statement. It's kind of long, but that's okay. Bear Go with ahead. me. Quote, here are the facts. In the early 2000s, mattress firms set a goal to become the first border-to-border, coast-to-coast specialty mattress retailer. To achieve that goal, the company intentionally grew very quickly over a span of nine years through acquisitions and organic growth. As part of the acquisition of several competitors, Sometimes, with multiple acquisitions in a single market, we inherited existing long-term leases for store locations. Many of these inherited lease locations happened to be near our existing store base. Once the stores were rebranded with Mattress Firm, a shopping center with two different competing mattress stores took on a new look. Like the one you were talking about. Yeah. Since then, the company has been working diligently to rationalize our store fleet, which is evidenced by the number of stores we've closed in recent years, but it's an ongoing process. We use a proprietary system, applying very specific data analyses and forecasted financial viability to help us determine optimal store placement, while also respecting business relationships with our landlords and our obligations under long-term lease agreements. We are committed to optimizing our footprint and ensuring we continue to provide our customers easy, convenient access to our products. Similar to coffee shops, fast food restaurants, and gas stations, our store placement is based on factors including population, income, and drive time. It's critical for us to invest in real estate in highly trafficked intersections and shopping centers in key markets to maintain visibility, so in actuality, Sometimes it does make financial sense to have stores in close proximity, unquote. I don't agree, but okay. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense to me that like, oh, we bought Sleepies and Sleepies had like a 10-year lease. Yeah. So now that's our lease because legally you're committed to that. When the lease is up, you might be able to like rent it out or shut it down or sell it. Yeah. (laughs) It turns into a spirit Halloween. Um. When approached by Snopes and asked if any investigative body has ever approached the company in regards to allegations of money laundering, a mattress firm spokesperson said, quote, absolutely not, Mm -hmm. unquote. Snopes reached out to the FBI field office in Houston, Texas, where the mattress company is headquartered, in order to confirm whether mattress firm has ever been investigated for any purported criminal activities. A spokesperson answered, quote, Per DOJ policy, the FBI does not confirm or deny the existence of an investigation, unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, and then we're, gonna, we're t- talking about a little bit of pop culture. Yeah, of course. As one does. As previously mentioned, the conspiracy theory in question rose to the public consciousness back in 2015. 
It really gained traction on Reddit in 2018, but there were some notable moments prior to this reemergence. Mm. In June of 2016, the Freakonomics podcast <gasps> I love them. hosted an episode titled, Are We in a Mattress Store Bubble? In which they talked about the amount of mattress firm locations. Apparently, they, like, went into the store and, like, tried to ask, like, why there were, and, like, so many. the employees were, like, I don't know. I don't know. On March, 8, uh, March 28th, 2017, Pasta YouTuber, nope, too creepy, posted a video that read a long-form account of the Mattress Firm conspiracy. Over the course of five years, the video received roughly 14,600 views. It was apparently, this conspiracy, was con- apparently featured in disgraced YouTuber Shane Dawson's 2018 investigative series on God. conspiracy theories. I haven't watched the video or linked it here, but I'm not your mom. Watch what you want. Yeah. Uh, the conspiracy also went viral on TikTok, prompting the brand to tweet a very self-aware gif of... I've linked the tweet in the show notes if you want to see it yourself, but it's the at mattress firm official. They've got that blue check mark, even though that doesn't mean anything nowadays. Uh, But they wrote us looking at our mentions like, and then it's the gift of the white guy just blinking, really surprised and confused. And it was pretty great. (laughs) To which someone responded, mattress firm becomes (laughs) self-aware. check that out if you'd like but yeah that's the supposed conspiracy of the mattress firm conspiracy yeah <laughs> so what do you believe i don't based know based on having like, done this research i feel like they have a lot of like seemingly legitimate reasons but especially one thing that i didn't like mention um specifically from one of the sources but they pointed out they were like why did steinhoff international buy this thing in when did they get acquired 2017 because by 2017 direct to consumer brands like casper or like some of these other mattress in a box things were already really prominent yeah so why would you why would you buy this if if it's a seemingly like it's one of those things where it's like yes people are always going to need mattresses but because they've kind of revamped the experience of buying a mattress, why would you invest in like the old school way of yeah, doing it? Yeah, people are going to be reaching for the new and what feels like easier and cheaper way of getting good quality yeah. product without having to even leave their house. Exactly. Which, especially now, having experienced the pandemic. I can't imagine going into a mattress firm and being sold a mattress on the spot. Yeah, for so much money. For so much money and being told by strangers to test it out. Right, like test it out. But also, hi, under these fluorescent lights, how am I supposed to know what's actually comfortable? Like, is my brain just lying to me? Like, Because I'm lying down after standing up for so long? You know, I get stressed at the eye doctor when they're like, one... Or two. Or two. Yeah, I don't know. One. Or two. Yeah. Or no change. And I'm like, oh, they're about the same. Yes, that's the answer. Like, yeah. Well, my, I have to get it right. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite stories of Roy's 
because he has so many, as we know, uh-huh. is that when he was a little kid, um, he really wanted glasses because his brothers had glasses. Oh, yeah. And he it didn't necessarily need them. He had it, it was perfectly fine looking at the board when he was in school. His it, He, like, That 2020 played, privilege. Yeah, he played sports and everything, and his mom was like, I think you're fine. But he went into the eye doctor because she was like, okay, fine. We can go and test this out. But she talked to the eye doctor first and she was like, my suspicion is, is that he's fine, but do your thing. And <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> yeah. And so Roy was sitting there in the chair uh-huh. and the eye doctor is going, is it one or two? One or two? And Roy would go, ah, yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think it's two. Two. Yeah, two is clear. You go, all right, all right. So two or three? Two or three? He's like, oh, no, I think. Yeah, three. Three is clear, mm-hmm. definitely. And so he's going through the whole thing, and he does the entire exam. And the whole time, he was just using picture glass. <laughs> so he caught Roy out cheating, or not cheating, but lying. <laughs> and at the end of it was like, you're fine, you don't need glasses. And Roy was devastated. Because uh, all he wanted, all he wanted were I glasses. just want to be cool. I just want another accessory. That's so funny. So it's one of my favorites. And of course now, like, he does genuinely have 20-20 vision, and it is the most frustrating. That's he- wild. The fact to me that people can just, like, wake up and roll out of bed and, like, see the world. Yeah. I'm like, and perfectly. What is Not that even, even just, like? Like, like, seeing it, but, like, can see every blade of grass what? like you're supposed to. What? Yeah. I don't. Nighttime driving isn't stressful for you? No. What? It's like the one the one time I will refuse to drive is if it's nighttime and it's raining. The Cannot worst. deal. Cannot deal. There's too many. Least no. fave. Cannot deal. Yeah. But anyway, so it's suspicious that they That's acquired suspicious. that. That's suspicious. That's weird. That's weird. Well, here, but also I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if in the next like 10 years they try to like not necessarily like mattress firms specifically but like the industry mm. <laughs> the mattress industry or like similar ones to it one of the articles was talking about how mattresses are a grudge purchase it's like it's something you have to buy you know you need to do it but you're not like excited about it it's not like ooh look at my cool new car or like yeah. I invested in a really cool bag that's, yeah. you know. Because unless you're interested in very specific things, there aren't going to be a lot of people in your bed. Well, and it's like you don't get social capital from having yeah. a new mattress. Come and test out my bed. Might not be the way that most people want to be yeah, <laughs> approached when they first enter your home. <laughs> don't catch me putting that on my hinge profile. Um, yeah, no. But so they talk about this grudge purchase thing. And so because, you know, we've been talking about, oh, it's so easy and nice to order it to your home and whatever. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do like a 180 and turn mattress shopping or, you know, or like shopping for your essentials into more of an experience. You know, like, it's like a thing. Like, you go for the, you make an appointment and they bring you a glass of something yummy and like. The lighting is, you know, like a As curated, like Ikea. Like, yeah. it's a curated experience. They're not just like, here's a chair. They put the chair in the room and give you a personality of who lives there. Yeah, and so how, you can how big the space it. is. And so you can see how, like, how well it fits yeah. in a certain space. So it's not just you're sitting your butt in some chairs. You're like, wow, 
I feel expensive. I feel like a fancy lawyer man in this like dark green study with leather books on the wall, you know? So like, I wouldn't be surprised if we start like, instead of just a fluorescent warehouse building I just rows upon rows upon look at all those mattresses all those mattresses but instead it's like you go in and maybe there are like little pods like if you know like oh okay you want a mattress that has a cooling topper and a to both sides can be adjustable for each person we'll step into this room and it's like the lighting is like soothing and there's like music you know I I y'all can have that idea if you want to give me some money for giving it to you, that's cool. Toss, toss a little bit money. Or but... sponsor the podcast or something. But I wouldn't be surprised. Cat just, Cat just getting sponsored by Mattress Firm. <laughs> look, mama's got to pay her rent. I, mm-hmm. well, look, we haven't, it's not like we've definitively said that we won't take any, but you know. I'll take that money. Meanwhile, I'm over here going, it's definitely a conspiracy and they're lying about something, but okay. I mean, it's just a little suspicious. It's a bit suspicious. The only sticking point for me is your point of it being like if you're acquiring leases and you have to use that space, mm-hmm. then you're going to use it until you right. that lease is up. That it's I, back to that billboard thing that they were talking yeah. about. Like, I mean, at this point, whenever I see a mattress firm, I think of this conspiracy. I don't yeah. think. but But I mean, hey, we're talking about them. How many times have we said their name in this episode? Yeah. They're getting free publicity. I mean, again, if somebody wants to sponsor (laughs) us, I would love a a mattress. Um, My bed is from Ikea, the largest furniture (laughs) thing. If you want to send me one from the second largest furniture company in the world, that'd be fine. But yeah. go to Ikea. Get some meatballs. Some aliens. We... Emma and I went to Ikea on our wife anniversary. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, for dinner. Because it was $7 each. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. Did we even need anything, actually? No. But no, we were out and about, and we were talking about getting candy. Yeah. And we were we trying were to like, find somewhere where, like, we that like, had a pick well, and mix. Yeah, we wanted the little scoopable ones, and we were like, well, it's not like there's, like, a retro candy store that we yeah. know of. And kind of jokingly, I was like, oh, like, let's go to Ikea, and then... We were all the way back from wherever we were, and we were like, um, Ikea is nothing for. We could definitely go to Ikea. So we went to Ikea, and it was great. And they didn't have pick and mix. They didn't. It was gone. It wasn't even, like, not open. They must have gotten rid of it during the pandemic. Which makes sense. Which makes sense, but I was... I'm not mad about that for them. I'm just mad about that for me. I was sad. I really like those gummies that are, like, marshmallowy on the bottom. Oh, so good. There's something about that texture that I love. But eating so many of them as I'm wont to do mm-hmm. makes me feel so sick. Yeah, it's that whole self self control, yeah, self protection thing. That I don't have. No. I definitely don't have that. Especially when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. If I enjoy the flavor and I enjoy the texture, totally fine. Oh yeah, like this whole can of Pringles is one serving. Oh my size. gosh. I as a kid <laughs> They I, just disintegrate in your mouth. They're it's so fine. good. As a kid, I hated Pringles and now because I loved baked lays, I was like, oh well you know what? Pringles are cheaper. Let's see if I can if I like this. I love Pringles. <laughs> I love them. The texture of them What's is your so favorite perfect. Flavor? Currently I really like the original because I think I really just like the texture because mm. anytime I've had 
sour cream and onion or like I don't really like fake cheese flavor, so I can't do the cheddar. But anytime I've had the sour cream and onion one, it's been like too salty. That's fair. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to stick with what I know that I like and it's going to be, it's going to be fine. And so far it is. The texture, perfect. Like that one time you were sick. I was going to say, here's the, here's the way you know Emma's a real one. That I'm her actual best friend. I, so back in May, I had COVID. Luckily, I didn't, I had very minimal symptoms, but I just really, really wanted baked Lay's. It's one of my favorite snacks. It has everything to do with the texture. It does. And I, it was funny because, like, I had, I had, like, postmated some things to myself, including, like, Gatorade. Yeah. All the normal stuff that you need. My friend Logan had postmated me some, like, stuff. Like, he he was like, hey, bud, I'm sorry you're sick. What can I get you? And you offered to. But I could tell that all of our drivers throughout the the week were going to the same Walgreens. Because it was, like, the same flavors of Gatorade Zero were in and out of stock. Yeah. And, like, so when I ordered, tried to order Baked Lays, I get a message from the guy that's, like, they don't have any. Do you want, like, normal Lays? And I was, like, yeah, that's fine. He was, like, what flavor? And I was, like, salt and vinegar. Great. And then same thing, like... They they had messaged Logan like he he just got like the normal yeah lays, but then Emma is a real one because she recognized that yes they taste good but it's a texture thing, so she got me regular Pringles, Pringles which I will say regular Pringles to me taste like nothing yeah they like, don't they are not salty enough I I will concede that I will say like the baked lays that is epitome of that so texture good. and flavor. The Pringles, if you're just looking for the texture, because I did the exact same thing yeah. when I had COVID, where I was like, I want this, and I want this, and it was like, mm, I want the Pringles. Like, that yeah. was, I just want the texture. I do not care about the flavor. Yep. But. I will say. Just so you know. I'm a salt and vinegar Pringle girly, okay. and pro tip, put them in the fridge. That's something I learned from my dad. Interesting. They stay fresh. Fresh. And then they're like a little cold. Like a I mean, chili. I'll try. I'll try it. It's I'm like thin not... mints in the freezer. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's, it's cookies all over again. What? Oh, it's almost Girl Scout cookies season. Oh I think. Oh my gosh! Yay! When I go up for Christmas, yes, I'll ask. probably get. Thank you. Give me give me the code or whatever it is. I'll buy as many. Oh, like, here you go. Buy cookies from Zoe. Thank you. Yeah. If you would like to order Girl Scout cookies from my cousin, <laughs> they do ship. I am her mattress firm conspiracy conglomerate. There you go. You're the you're the kingpin of the uh, of the Mason Dixon underneath the Mason Dixon yes. line. <laughs> I'm the regional coordinator. There you go. We love Just that. Just like a regular MLM. Ding ding. My my downline. There you go. <laughs> so you can tell your friends to buy cookies from my cousin. There you go. Anyway, um, uh, you know, DM us or like write in. What's your Pringles flavor of choice? Uh, or do you hate the texture? In that case, why do you hate? joy Why do you hate joy um or if you want cookies and you genuinely do want to buy them yeah. from zoe let us know <laughs> hit us up also um if you've been inside a mattress store in the last like 10 yeah. years tell us, tell us about, about that, that experience i want to know but yeah we love you guys and remember this podcast doesn't, doesn't exist, exist. oh you're saying it She's a sang a langin. I'm just I'm creating the vibe for the new mattress buying experience. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, bye.